In this episode, we talk about friendship recession, going into loneliness and being alone, and whether there's a difference, how to build good relationships, what to look out for, all this and more in this episode of Into the Unknown. Welcome to the Into the Unknown podcast, the show that dives into all things fitness, politics, mindset, current affairs, sports, and everything in between. With a generous sprinkling of humour, at least on my part, and pop culture, I'm Connor Campbell. And I'm Yushan Su. So without further ado, plug in, sit back, and enjoy being taken into the unknown. All right, hello, hello. Good afternoon. I don't think I've ever started a podcast that way, so... Um... Yeah, you also just always assume that everyone's in the same time zone as you. Um, when was the last time that I said that? That was like three episodes ago, mate. Every, Come on, every time. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good morning. I mean, it's always it's always the evening here, bro. Okay, so what what would you like me to say? Would you like me to say hello, welcome back to? In- Actually, that that works pretty well. Hello, welcome back to Into <laughs> the Unknown. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Nailed it. Two seasons in. <laughs> it's only taken us 54 episodes to get used to to that 54 50 where this will probably be about episode 54 i believe God, been um, these bad boys out i know it's crazy i don't think i've ever been this committed to a relationship apart from my marriage uh as i have to <laughs> close one close quick one. save as i have to this podcast to be honest with you I don't think I've ever been committed in a relationship. <laughs> and uh, you say that with sincerity, um, <laughs> even though you meant it as a joke. That was a joke, by the this way. This is the most committed you've been to outside of Equestrian. Oh, 100%. So, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But um, I, what I would like to know, we had this debate off topic, off topic, off air, um, my favorite and I think the best album is "By the Way," closely followed by "Californication." Now, I think, see, yeah. like I, when you first said "By the Way," I was just I wasn't having any of it. But then mm. now that, like, once you started going through all the songs and just how the whole album flowed, like you yeah. might be right. You might be. I. I can. I can see where you're coming from. I'm still going to stand by Californication. Okay. Closely followed by Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Very different we, vibes as yeah. an, as albums, but yeah, I. I just think Blood Sugar Sex Magic was just quintessential Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because. I don't think that many people would have would have actually listened to that because in my mind, Red Hot Chili Peppers only really started getting popular in the two in the two thousands. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I'm sure they were popular before. To be fair, when when it was two thousand, I was only seven years old, so I probably don't know what the <laughs> hell I'm on about. But I don't know. I feel like even though listening back to some of their albums, I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. They just didn't seem very popular in comparison. Were you just like, ah, oh, this is kind of weird. 
Yeah, maybe it's just because I wasn't used to their vibe because it's so different. You know, the first yeah. time I ever heard Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, I would have been probably eight or nine. Yeah. And my friend from school, Declan Scott, big up. Big up, Declan. Um, he made me this, I guess we'd call it a mixtape these days, but he just gave me the CD, right? Right. And because he doesn't have a CD player, I put it in my dad's car, like the CD player in my dad's car. And this CD had two songs that he put in it. The first track, and I remember this clear as day, the first track, Danny California, but Danny California by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. And the second track, Stronger by Kanye West. That's... And I feel like these two tracks of my first ever mixtape I received really shaped the rest of my music taste. Yeah. I mean... I feel like those are just completely opposite ends of the scale. It was insane. Yeah, my I dad's, I remember my dad's car at the time, the CD player just, it just, it was always on repeat automatically. So just be those two songs on repeat for the whole car journey. Yeah. It was incredible. That, that does sound pretty incredible. Now we aren't actually here to talk about red hot chili peppers or music in general. Um, but as you can probably tell, Myself and you, Shuan, even though we haven't known each other for a massive amount of time, um, we, I would consider you, Shuan, probably my closest friend. And Likewise, bro. Thanks, bro. It's so cute. And we have many conversations off air. It makes me sound sarcastic, but I was genuinely being serious. But we have many <laughs> conversations off air. And some of the conversations that we've had recently have been about, you know, whether you're enough, self-worth, um, going back to identity again. And one of the topics that I raised recently was I feel like sometimes, and I don't know whether this has been perpetuated by social media. In fact, I'm probably almost certain that it has, is this feeling that that it's almost a requirement to have lots of friends over, over uh, friends that actually are that actually mean something to you and actually provide you not necessarily with value, but you know, they're not just for show. Mm. Um, I know that might anger quite a few people. If, if you're listening to this, I do not apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, I feel like it's a topic that we can tie quite nicely into sport. And that's the reason why I brought this up is because I, I do notice that within specific um, arenas of sport because our, or not me, because I'm not necessarily an athlete, but I work with athletes and I just noticed that it's very easy for them to become isolated. Like they almost isolate themselves because they find it easier to cut those things out as a distraction. And it might not happen to everybody, but I feel like on the whole, the kind of idea of like loneliness uh, in sport or just in general as, as a, as a subjective experience um, is, I I guess for me, it's an important topic because, you know, as uh, I mean, no one likes feeling lonely, surely. Right. Um, Mm. But, and to be honest, I'm not really sure where I want to take this, but I was reading an article um 
know, do you know what's funny? That sounds like, just a quick caveat, that sounds like when people say, um, I did some research and uh, they've read <laughs> like... You Google the, search something for five yeah, minutes. Yeah, and went on Google Scholar uh, and just picked <laughs> out the introduction. And anyway, so I was actually reading this article. Someone, one of my friends sent it to me, actually. It was written by a guy called Richard Reeves, um, uh, who's like a researcher at a university and he talks about this idea of like a friendship friendship recession um that essentially a lot of the statistics are leaning towards that 15 percent of men are reported to having no close friends mm. in 2020 well it, we i think the study was from 2020 um where compared to the 1990s, it was it was only three percent of men. Now it, it's difficult to compare because I feel like the research probably wasn't as prominent back in the 1990s. Mm. But um, and yet, I don't know. I just find that that's it's quite interesting because I I have a lot of friends, and I'm not bragging, but I'm just saying that <laughs> you know this idea of having lots of friends versus friends that you know you can actually rely on and who really do mean something to you bear in mind it takes a lot of energy to have a good friend you know you mm. you know it's it's not i wouldn't necessarily say it's easy or it's hard but it's uh it, it takes a, a lot of you know it's like a relationship you know it takes it's a balancing act and making sure that you're there for that person whether it's convenient or not, I think is what's yeah. important. Um, but I kind of want to tie this into into sport. So I guess my first question, I mean, I don't really have any experience of this, but in individual sports, do you think it's worse than it might be in teams? Or oh, do you 100%, think... 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we talk about a lot and it's not exclusive to sports. You know, it's it's any job really that, yeah. You spend so much time doing and you put so much effort into doing when you're part of a team when you're in a team sport like you see those people day in day out and you end up spending yeah. a lot of time together anyway and you have to cultivate relationships with them and you know people to professional athletes in team sports you know rugby players and things like that they talk about their teammates and not necessarily being friends but a professional relationship within say a rugby team for me seems very different to a professional relationship. For example, in an office, um, you know, you, you definitely physically rely on each other, but also it's so much sort of mutual trust and respect and communication. All of those things kind of an, an understanding of each other, like those yeah. things, it's pretty much the same elements of a friendship, you know, and they end up being friends anyway. Whereas, I don't know, I think in individual sports, it's, you might have, you obviously have a team around you and you've got friends, maybe fellow athletes and, and people that you compete with, um, other people in your sport, you know, who you see all the time at competitions and things like yeah. that. But as as the as your journey 
I think it's very well it's as an individual as the journey of an individual athlete it can be quite sort of solitary you know because mm. no one or at least in my experience and people who I've spoken to it's hard to you know find people who understand what you're doing and, and understand your journey and you know you can share it with people you can share that journey with other people but at the end of the day like when you're in the arena when you're when you're competing it's just it's just you or you know for, for what i do like it's me and the horse that i'm sat on but it it's and and you mentioned it a bit earlier as well this idea of like going into like a, a tunnel vision and I think I think we'll do it and I definitely do it and almost never intentionally but this sort of idea of really zoning in and focusing on on whether it's a big competition coming up or you know you, you're trying to focus a little bit more on the season in general and yeah kind of putting all your time and energy into that that you end up neglecting or sort of putting to the side your relationships, whether yeah. that be, you know, romantic, your family, your friends or the people around you, because you're so focused on that one thing or those things that you're kind of aiming for. Um, and again, in an individual sport, that's just you doing that. Yeah. Whereas I feel like in team sports, at least, everyone in the team is doing that and you're doing it together this kind of shared journey mm. that's just my my experience anyway um but i, like I yeah i know i de i'm definitely guilty or i don't know about guilty but like i i definitely do that sort of block out mm. you know the people around me and my friends my close friends and my family never intentionally knowing full well that actually it's not only just a little bit detrimental to my mental health but also quite counterproductive in performance as well you know i i'm a strong believer now that you need to have that balance and you need to have those people around you and to to, to support you who maybe are a little bit outside even of of your sport and of what you're doing yeah, I think you summed that, that up really well, to be honest with you. Um, you know, and and to be completely honest with you, like one of the reasons why I keep doing these these podcasts with you is because it prompts us to have conversations and I like that. You know, I like the conversations that we continue to have. And I don't I don't know, we would still definitely be very good friends, but I don't know if we would talk that often you know mm. um and that's just my that's my observation um but i i think it's it's kind of an interesting it's kind of an interesting insight because uh i have gone through periods of having friends who are no longer friends because of distance or because you just lose touch you know, the normal things like you leave school and you stop talking to people from school and then you go to uni and get a new group of friends and 
And you kind of, yeah. you know, naturally transition into you get more mature, you get older, you start to develop like new hobbies. And exactly like you said, it's very easy to fall into these, um, into this narrow tunnel vision of like, you're hanging around horses all day and equestrian athletes. And it's very easy to just stay within that bubble. But mm. it it's also difficult if you don't realize that it's happening to, you might not actually have, and I don't want to here to offend anybody, but it's, you might not have the kind of conversations that you want to be having with people oh, within that circle. And I think yeah. that's what leads a lot of people to feel I guess, uh, lonely within that because, you know, like, like you mentioned, I think there is definitely value in people respecting and understanding what you have and are going through within that sport. You know, like other athletes, they're like, mate, I know exactly what you mean. You know, it can be lonely when we're, when we're traveling so much and, tr and like competing abroad and blah, 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 blah. And I guess it makes it easier, but on the surface, that's great. But if you don't, if you can't actually share that and have conversations outside of just like, oh, I knocked down three poles today, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just feel like. That... No, no, that's real. I just found that really funny because <laughs> almost, yeah, you go to, you go to an international competition or whatever, and there's always, there's always like rider parties and stuff, but the chat's always the same everywhere you go to like every literally every event you go to and you see someone oh what have you got here this weekend what are you competing in yeah. how's how's it how did the cross country go for you to, like it's yeah okay cool we get it you yeah you, um we've all been wellying around in the mud but yeah i i, I it's really interesting as well when you at the beginning when you said about this being perpetuated by social media that you know you have to have a lot of friends or mm. be perceived to have a lot of friends you know on instagram it's just a number and yeah. so many people you know try to grow that number and make it as as big as they can and that's that's what i guess in some ways friendship has fizzled down to yeah you know just just a number on on your profile um whereas uh, and the other thing as well that came to mind was and i, I know it's a bit scrambled but is the and I, I think we spoke about it off air at some point yeah we 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 talk off air by the way guys like we don't just <laughs> come on to this but about you know when it comes to friendship the it is something that you have to keep alive and yeah. it's all well and good saying, uh, you know, I know a lot of people do this. Well and good saying, uh, I've got a really close friend. We don't really talk. You know, we could go for months without talking, but then when I see them or when I when I call them or text them, it, it feels like no time has passed and we speak for hours. That's fine, but it's not the same, in my opinion at least. It's not the same as a friendship or, or any relationship really that is actually current and it's and it's present you know when you are in are in each other's lives sort of 
yeah in the present and not just you know checking in every couple of months and then catching up and yeah you might still it might still be good conversation and you have that same connection but it's not the same kind of i don't i don't know i don't know if i know what you're trying to say yeah like it's yeah. not the same kind of you know as invested in in that person as a person and you're not invested in the relationship yeah which is exactly why i said at the very start that that good friendships and meaningful friendships do take a lot of work like i've i've had friendships um in the past and i still have friendships now where like you say you know you kind of don't speak to them for a long while and then you sort of like pick up where you left off but it's always difficult because you're kind of always in that cycle then of just repeating the same thing, but you're not actually getting anywhere. Whereas, and I don't know whether this is just it. I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's definitely because I've gotten older now where I just cannot do small talk. And, and if I know you, it's, it's different, you know, but like if, if, um, sorry, if I don't know you, it's different. Like I can, I can get into small talk. That's fine because it's, you know, is what it is. Like I'm trying to form some kind of relationship to make you feel like I'm not an absolute sociopath um, before we actually get into the deep stuff. But I feel like for the most before part, you realize that you are a sociopath. before they realize that I'm a cycle. Um, but for the most part, like some of my closest friends, I would say that even if we do not talk for a little while it's never a case of like just picking up where you left off it's actually just like you know kind of just every now and again updating them or just like checking in or you know it, it's not kind of like just going back to square one and just sort of repeating that like a kind of groundhog day almost yeah you know yeah. um and it takes a lot of work like most of my well in fact all of my good friends now are not in the u.s <laughs> you know mm. uh and actually it's that's been one of the most difficult things is trying to form friendships um like good meaningful friendships over here because it, it like when you're sort of stuck in your ways and you have good friend you know you Alyssa, carrie whatever it might be like uh, you've had time to sort of um foster those good friendships those good relationships mm. um and there's been obviously times where even if you have friends, you can still feel lonely, which is the point that I was trying to make of. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. And if if you have that quality, even if you do feel lonely, someone knows that you are feeling lonely. Like you, yeah. you could still be lonely and and have maybe one, two, three people know that you're struggling with loneliness mm. you know it's not lo lonely I, I don't want to say loneliness is not a bad thing because i'm sure that it probably could lead to uh impacts whether it be health or mental health down the line but if someone knows that you're struggling they are more likely to you know pick up the pieces and be like you know check in regularly with you like hey how are you doing like i haven't heard from you for a couple of days and to be honest with you like that's the 
that's the biggest thing in a, in a meaningful friendship or even relationship is you don't do it because you want reciprocation. You do it because you genuinely care for yeah. that person. And what a lot of people don't realize is like, and I think this is not said enough is if you weren't here and I wasn't able to talk to you, that would be horrible. Like I would, I would full on like properly miss you. And like, it's the same with a couple of other people. And I, I don't say that enough to people because it's, you take it for granted when they're here mm. that you don't really ever say like that. When was the last time you called your mom or your dad and you said, Hey, thanks for doing everything that you've done for me. Yeah. Maybe you do that every week. Good for you. But for the most part, we, we just don't. And, and especially not in friendships, you know, very rarely yeah. do I actually say to some of my friends, like, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being in my life. If you need anything, let me know, you know, let me know. Um, it always has to get to that certain point of like, you haven't heard from them for two weeks or they tell you like, Hey, I'm struggling. You know, um, I don't even know where I was going with that, but it's just the thought. No, I, had I mean, in my mind. sadly, that is the reality, isn't it? And I've, hundred percent you know i i resonate with that and as much as i know and i and i yeah i i i know and i feel you know that kind of love and appreciation you know even with my family like i don't say that to them nearly enough and and i agree it's only when that's taken away from you that you realize oh yeah how much of an impact it has on you sort of yeah you, you know when 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 you left or well you know when i moved over here and left friends in the uk and realized yeah. how much of an effect that has on me like it, it's it's pretty mad <laughs> and i i think as well it's important like you know I, there's actually there's a the good a good book the chimp paradox um mm. and it, it, it's it's quite complicated so you go read it but <laughs> basically it, it outlines what well, a part of it outlines sort of different elements that this kind of chimp which is a kind of instinctive emotional part of your brain needs in order to yeah. in order to thrive and, and and feel good and one of those things is they they called it troop okay and it's basically having having tr having a troop of of people whether that's a big troop or a small yeah troop, yeah yeah having a group of people who are your people and will mm. always be your people and and will kind of go through life with you mm. you know and there's so much importance in that of having people who understand you and appreciate you and vice versa uh, for who you are as a as a person yeah. and be there for you as a person not just you know for what what you've done or what you've achieved or what you've not done. Yeah. But because it's only when you sort of appreciate someone, I guess, for who they are, that it doesn't really matter what they've done. 
the, the no. to an extent to, to an extent like um yeah but yeah. you know it doesn't matter if they've done well at a competition or they've done badly or you know that you you're there for them as a person mm. and you know that they're for, they're there for you as a person and that's constant you know you're always the same same person regardless of what you've done with your day yeah yeah for sure and that it's a good point you make you make up to bring it sort of back to sport you know you're mentioning like if you you have someone like who that like they're able to sort of pick up on on things you know they're not just supporting you during the good times they're also supporting you during the bad times you know and they they're almost able to either two scenarios there if you lose a competition and you don't do so well you know they don't just go like oh that's a shame better luck next time kind of thing right you know it's a bit more meaningful for that you know like how are you doing like how are you feeling do you want to talk about it mm. like or they ask you in questions like is there anything you could have done better you know because they like i we spoke about this in one of our earliest episodes that you are the sum of the five closest people that you have around you. And like what I would hate to see if, if like, imagine you're in the center and then you have like your five closest people, it could be like your mom or your dad, your brother, like two good friends, whatever it might be, even like your psychologist, whatever that doesn't matter who it is. But like, if one of them is potentially not doing so well, that then almost breaks the circle. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in what you're trying to do is foster that that relationship, that circle, so that if one person kind of falls away to the wayside, that that also affects you as a result. Mm. Um, and um, the second scenario is uh, sometimes it like this is something that I've been kind of wary of is like you don't always have to fix people's problems. Yeah. You know, like sometimes people just want to have a rant or they just want someone to listen to you. You know, like you have a bad competition and I don't say anything like, you know, oh, you know, better luck next time. You'll be better in the next one. Or like, do you want to talk about it? It's more along the lines of like, um, well, shit happens. Um, I'm here if you want to talk about it, you yeah. know, and like, you don't yeah. always have to like we've, I've tried, I've actually started trying this with them is like, do you want solutions or do you want comfort? Mm. You know, it's like, cause a lot of times people get mixed messages from friends or from relationships where someone comes home and they've had a shit day. Right. And you try and solve all their problems, but they might not want that. They might just want someone to just give them a hug and that's all they yeah. need. And so for me, like this has really helped, you know, I'll say to M, do you want solutions or do you want comfort? You know, cause those, those are two entirely different things in my mind. Um, but kind of going back to the sort of loneliness thing. Um, I want to sort of talk about like, you know, cause I understand like I'm I'm in a pretty fortunate position. Like I have very good friends around me. Uh and I'm we're pretty open about how 
you know, how both of us have struggled at, at one point in time with, um, you know, mental health and, and so on and so forth. But I'm also aware that there might be people listening to this episode that are in a scenario where they have friends that they can't speak to for whatever reason. Um, and we want, I want to kind of offer some, not necessarily advice. Cause again, I'm not a psychologist, not a, uh, a therapist, whatever you want to call it. Um, a counselor as they call it over here. Uh, but I, I feel like I, I want to sort of open the door for anyone who's ever, who's kind of feeling like that. Um, first thing I want to do is let you know that I think the best thing you can do is tell someone in my opinion. Um, one, because it shows that if that person listens to you, they actually care about you. And that's one person that wants you on this earth, Mm. you know, which is a profound, has a profound impact. I think, um, at least that's the way that I think, you know, I think like what would, this is not meant to sound egotistical, but I sometimes think what people, what would people think if I wasn't here? You know, how, how would they be? <laughs> Have you ever done that? Have you ever thought about that? Well, I did that in my journaling. Yes. I, <laughs> I feel like we may have come to different conclusions sometimes with this. Like, yeah, that's um, very true. And, you know, I, and I, I fully agree that talking to people is a massive help you know and and it's having someone listen to you and understand you and maybe go through things with you equally i've had experiences where talking to people have made it worse because and and that's something i think you know you need to be careful with is that people can give bad advice yeah (laughs) And people can make you feel shit, you know, and and it is quite important to understand sort of who are the people that you can actually rely on and who are the people who genuinely care and, and basically who who's in your troop. Because if you talk if you talk openly and be vulnerable and all those things to someone who maybe doesn't, doesn't care, care. someone yeah. who yeah maybe does care but doesn't know how to how to help but wants mm. to help but then helps in or tries to help but makes it worse yeah by saying something that you know that makes it worse you know that that has quite a a profound negative impact um so it's it's hard man yeah it's not as cut and dry it's not as cut and dry as i guess i made it out to be um which I guess it does kind of come back to the the point that we did make that sometimes people don't need to have solutions. They just want to tell someone. Mm. And I think that in, in some cases could be enough. Mm. And if you feel as a friend that you cannot do that, you know, you cannot help that person. Uh, one way that you could potentially help them is direct them to a service that might actually be able to help them yeah you know yeah um because like having friends and family around you doesn't mean that you wouldn't you won't be lonely Mm. i think that's a big misconception that people think that having lots of friends or having some good friends or having a family that supports you 
means that you won't ever feel lonely, but that's just not the reality of it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you could feel lonely from, from loads of things like a relationship breaking down, losing someone, l- losing a job, losing money, moving to a new place where you don't bloody know anyone and the culture is different and your whole schedule is entirely different. And you're like, what the fuck is this? What am I doing? Um, you know, it's, or even feeling like you're in that place, but you want something different from yourself, but you don't know what, and you kind of isolate yourself from that. Mm. Uh, I'm just kind of spitballing here because I'm sort of just like, I wanted to open up the conversation and just sort of like, I don't know. I, I guess the aim of this, bringing this to light was more just to like say if you if you ever feel like lonely or like that's completely normal yeah you know 100 yeah. percent. um and people go through it in their teens whether they're married whether they have kids whether they've got lots of money whether they've got no money at all, whether they've got a family that supports them, lots of friends, or even just one friend, you know, like anybody at some point could feel, could feel lonely. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I guess is, is a scary thought, you know, that's just what I'm thinking off the top of my head. Um, But what I'd like to go back to uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, you know, if there's anyone that wants to reach out, we've had a few people reach out from the episodes that we've done. And like, even though, you know, we don't we we might not know everyone that listens to this episode and we might not even be able to help you. But like I just said, telling someone. You know. It means that one, you've acknowledged that you feel like that, which I think for me is like that first step, you know, Um we've spoken about this for a long time where I didn't acknowledge that I needed help when I was going through some mental health problems. And it was the worst thing I ever did. It's much easier, I think, to be not necessarily in denial, but it's much easier to kind of just keep going as if nothing's wrong or nothing needs to be addressed. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of problems show up and, 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 you know, I've had the exact same experiences of, of say loneliness or, you know, feelings of, you know, not being enough or, you know, things we've spoken about in the past as well. And when I've not kind of acknowledged it or, yeah, or recognized it, it's the sort of mindset of, uh, no, well, we'll just keep going. Mm. and maybe you know it'll get better or 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 just not even acknowledge that it's there and i find always that when you do that it it gets worse it just continues to sort of bubble up inside but then it also leads to some pretty destructive behaviors at times that, that that come about as sort of coping mechanisms i believe whether that's intentionally intentional or otherwise and quite often it's sort of subconsciously you start 
doing things that your your mind uses as a coping mechanism for how you're feeling and it, you know it's and i get it's different for everyone what those mechanisms are you know i i've had a you know experienced a few different ones one of them's binge eating weirdly enough i i eat like a, and i already eat a lot but when i when i'm down about something or i'm or i'm extremely stressed or i, I feel really lonely if i i at one point i was eating like a motherfucker you know you know those um i'm not proud of this but those packs of uh the tesco shortbread the fresh ones yes there was one i remember one day when i was feeling really low i had eight packs of those wow <laughs> i mean and i'm just gonna make, make that public now i've never yeah. i've never really told anyone that day yeah <laughs> that, i mean that's that's crazy and i think the fact that you admitted that is is for a lot of people they might not ever be able to do that but you know this is this like this this podcast for us is like a safe space even though we know that people are listening to it to be completely honest with you i don't really care anymore <laughs> because <laughs> i i just feel like you know we if if we avoid these types of conversations and we aren't ever actually truthful with the people that we listen to i feel like these problems will never actually get solved you know, and I don't mean solved as in cured because it's not, that's not some, that's not what I'm talking about. You know, I'm talking about as long as we're open with the conversation and accepting that, yes, you might feel lonely, but somebody knows and you might be trying to get, seek help from a, you know, a, a, a psychologist or why am I really struggling with those, with those words today? Like a psychologist. It's a long it's... I don't know. It's been a long day. Um, you know, it's like having those open conversations that people feel safe enough or they feel like, oh, shit, well, if those guys can do it, then maybe I can too, mm. you know? Um, and again, you know, I, I also would like to flip that on its head and play devil's advocate and say, don't feel like you have to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I, I do say that with uh, an element of I would obviously much prefer it if people were to, to be able to not feel lonely um, and actually seek help and uh, whatever, because it could, like you said, could lead to destructive sort of uh, problems, which might end up pretty bad uh, if, if left yeah. unchecked. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I bring up my binge eating, but there's been worse things. But you know, yeah, don't necessarily need to talk about those. But I, I think as well, it's um, it's a, a big, a big part of me. It's kind of especially with loneliness or feeling, feeling alone or feeling like no, there's no one around you. Or there's no one who gets you or there's no one who can help you you know those are kind of they're, they're they're mindsets or patterns that i've been quite familiar with and it's i find personally in my experience it's when i am going through something 
that's a bit difficult or I perceive to be a hard time at least or I'm stressed about something or anything like that I start to you know be a bit reclusive Mm. and I don't reach out to people you know I do the opposite I go a little bit I suppose into my into my shell and if anything speak less to people and talk about it less with the people around me even though I know full well that that would actually help. And then as a result, I've not told anyone I'm kind of, all of these things are kind of just going in my head alone. And then because of that, then I feel like no one is there to help me or no one is really there to understand or, uh, or you know so it's kind of like a, it perpetuates and it's a bit of a yeah. cycle and that's what I've found the hardest in the past is to get out of that cycle because to be honest when I'm in that frame of mind and I'm in that kind of mindset the quite often the last thing I want to do is talk to someone about it even mm. though I know that that's what I need or that's what i want to want to do if that makes sense and that's kind of i know that that would help me yeah but actually picking up the phone and calling you or calling a close friend or my family like at at the time feels like the last thing i want to do yeah and I, i don't know if you've ever felt like this but some i've had conversations in the past where people have said i haven't told you because i didn't want to be a burden on you I really, yeah. I really hate that. You know, I really yeah. hate that because if you truly care about someone, like even if you cannot help them, right. Mm. But you're just, you, you know, what's going on with them. That's not a burden, you know, like the burden would be if they keep telling you and you keep trying to help them, but like, you have to understand that, you're probably not a qualified to do that. You know, as a friend, you're not a qualified therapist. You can offer advice, but if it gets too much for you, that's, that's not a burden. It just means that you aren't qualified to to deal with that. So Mm. you should try and help them in another way. You're not palming someone off. You're just saying like, have an honest conversation. Like, Hey, I'm, you know, I just don't feel like I can help you in the way that you need the help. And I'm sure that if you actually cared about that person and they, you know, they valued your trust and, you know, you as a person, they would, they would hopefully see, oh yeah, okay, you're right. You know, I do need, and then even like phrasing it in along the lines of like, I can't help you, but it doesn't mean that I'm not with you. You know, I'm not by your side, you know, we can go together to a therapist or we can, whatever we, you know, whatever support you think you're going to need, you're not alone. Um, and that's, that's important. Um, I mean, I, 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 I don't know where I saw this, but I saw a, I don't know if even it was a quote, it might've even been on an Instagram post where someone said that the the one thing that I've learned is that the difference between feeling alone and lonely is you you can feel lonely in a crowd full of people, 
but you could yeah. feel peaceful and content when you are alone. Mm. You know, and it goes back to the conversations we had where you could have lots of friends, but no one actually really understands you. And maybe you think they don't really care about you. Um, that's loneliness, but being alone, that's different. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I, uh, that's a pretty heavy topic. Um, <laughs> and I feel like as well, we came into this so lightheartedly with how we started the podcast. We did, <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, for me, there's, there's no right or wrong way. Or I mean, I guess there is a wrong way to deal with this, but like I deal with things in humor and I always have. Mm. That's just the way that I deal with with sadness, with grief, loss, whatever it might be, you know, even like disappointment or whatever it might be, you know, that's that's the way that I deal with things. Yeah. And then through lots and lots of trial and error, going through CBT, going through, you know, understanding stoicism and reading journalism, uh, sorry, and journaling and actually talking through those things with myself and understanding where they come from, how they're pe perpetuated and how I can seek help and whatever it might be. It's actually enabled me to be like, okay, well I can mask some of these things with humor, but eventually I know that you, I need to go get the help. I need to go yeah. and talk to someone about this. And I think yeah. that's the difference is recognizing those signatures and understanding that uh, one if it, it, it gets too much, which inevitably it might, you know the people who you can reach out to. Um, and I want to paraphrase that by saying, don't ever feel like you're a burden by getting in touch with someone. And if, if that person makes you feel like you're a burden, they're probably not the right person for you in terms yeah, of a friend or a relationship. Uh, what's that? Just cut that shit out. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, that's toxic. Like... Um. And uh, the other thing is don't be afraid to tell someone that you don't know because you might be surprised, you know, like, and actually I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying like go up to some random person on the street and just say, I'm lonely. Um, <laughs> that might, hey, that might be a little bit, it, it might be taken the wrong way. You know, you never you know, know them, you never know, but you never know. Yeah. You know, like, um, I just finished watching this series on YouTube where this guy hitchhikes across Canada. Right? Really nice. random. It just popped up on my algorithm. And I don't know. I just feel like it restored my faith in humanity a lot. Mm. That like you could know, you could not know this person at all. And yet they could be and give you so much kindness and love. Yeah. And they don't even have to. Yeah. You know? Whereas, like, sometimes you don't even get that from friends. Yeah. Who who they're supposed to be your friends. Yeah, who yeah, who are supposed to be your friends. Um, but yeah, so apologies if that was a bit of a heavy one. Just a topic that I wanted to get into. We did try and tie a little bit of sports into it as well. I don't really know how well we did with that, but you know what? <laughs> This is uh this is into the unknown, and sometimes we don't even know. Sometimes we going. don't know. We don't know. <laughs> exactly. It is unknown. It is yeah. It is the unknown. Um, as is life. Uh, so guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Into the Unknown. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, again, I just wanted to extend a olive branch. Is that the phrase? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I might have just made that I've up. Lit- I've literally never heard that. No, I don't think I have either. Extend the I, olive branch. I feel like extend the olive branch might be like ending a war. So I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna extend a a hat. A hand. I'm just going to shut the fuck up. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to say, if you need help, reach out to us. We can direct you to some resources. Um, you might find a friend in anybody. Is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, no, reach out. Like, do reach out, and you know, thank you for the people who already have. But we're glad that we could offer some kind of support, or or the, you know, just us coming on here and rambling to each other actually might be a small help to someone's day like that was that's that's for me that felt really powerful you know and having the ability to just be that little bit of 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 help or support to anyone so yeah do reach out if anyone wants to talk about anything we can give solutions or comfort or just have a beer yeah, just have a beer. Um, exactly. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you in the next episode of Into the Unknown. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us Into the Unknown. Uh, if you want to connect with us and get in touch, you can find out more about me at Stoke Strength Systems on Instagram and Connor Lift Stuff for my business page. And you can find me at at yushan.su.eventing on Instagram, yushan.su.eventing on Facebook, and suyushaneventing.com. And if you want to get a bit more engaged uh, with our community and you liked this episode, please like and subscribe, uh, follow on, the, on, on Spotify, and we'd also love to hear your thoughts on this episode's topics, so please drop them in the comments. Catch you next week.